Okay, Mishnah starts. Three things a person should say or needs to say in his house. Erev Shabbos as it's getting dark. So, did you, so that's, that was a question. Did you take Meiser? A Rav Tem, did you make an Erev? Hadligvesaner is a Tzivoy, right? That's a, light the candle. Safek Chashecha, Safek Eina Chashecha. If it's Bein Hashmashas, so then Ein Ma'asren es Havadai, you can't be, you can't take Meiser on the Vadai, it's being Mesakein. Bein Matbilan es HaKelem, you can't table the Kelem again, it's being Mesakein Mana. Right, you're you're correcting something. You can no longer light the candles because it is benashmashus. It's Suffolk Shabbos. That you can take meiser on the demai ume arvim, and you can make an erev. So and and um, you may you may cover the food right to keep it uh, hot for Shabbos. Okay, so. Um, and like we explained, the reason why you can be ma'aser demai, and Rashi speaks it out, is because we said that Rav really Rava spoke this out a couple times that Rav amaratzim ma'aser and heim. They most amaratzim take ma'aser, and therefore it's really just a chashash ba'alma. So these things that we we allow you to do bein um, those things are on a lower level than the things we don't allow you. So the mission started off with things that you can't do. Okay, so we right we said So those are Masrin um, um, those are Isr that's an Isr Durabanon and it's all Bainashmasha, so it would be some form of um you know lower than a, a true Daraisa. And then the stuff at the end that we say the end of the Mishnah where we say these are lower these are Khumras or lower um, issues. So we'll see, we'll, we'll work these all out. So how do we know that you're supposed to say these three things, Erev Shabbos? Amar Yishu Ben Levi, Yishu Ben Levi says, Amar the Pasuk says, V'yadata, you should know, Ki Shalom Ayhalecha, that there's Shalom in your tent, right? And Shalom, like we said, the reason for lighting, that's Ner, Hadlik Vasaner, because the reason for lighting is for Shalom Bayis. Ufakazita Navecha, you prepare your navecha, uh, like your abode, where you live. So that is also, that's Erev, preparing where you live, preparing, you know, um, uh, <clears throat> making, uh, being kind of shvisa, so making the Erev that you need so that you can, uh, your house is ready. And you won't be lacking. Okay, and that is, sachate uh, is, is it's, it's, the Pasuk is referring to um, that if something is, Trumas and Maestros weren't taken off, so then it's missing the final step of what it needs to be able to be eaten. And that is, so that Pasuk, so that part of the Pasuk is referring to Trumas and Meisers. Okay, so therefore we say that you should do all those things before, um, before Shabbos. Amar Rabbah Bar Rav Huna, Rav Huna says, Afagav Amar Rabbah Shlisha Devarim, even though, <clears throat> even though um, the Rabbah said that you should say these three things before Shabbos, Tzarech Adam Loimar, so right that we say this you have to say you have to say it even though it's a hectic time you have to say it nicely so that they actually pay attention to what you're saying if you don't say it nicely and you're nasty about it then people aren't going to listen to you and um then it won't have the effect the effect here is that you should um 
serve as a calm voice of reason, reminding, reminding the B'nai Bayis that these things have to be taken care of before Shabbos. I didn't hear Rabbi Huna say that you should say it in a nice voice. However, I got there, Misvara. That Misvara makes sense that when you're trying to get people to listen to you, you're trying to have an effect, um, you know, especially at a very hectic time on an Arab Shabbos. So I, I, I arrived at the same thing, Misvara. So it is a stira in the Mishnah, if you look. It said... One of the things it says, I'm sorry. It said, um, that you should make an Erev, which sounds like you have to say these im That means before it starts getting dark, which means the mashmas is is that you can't make an Erev after it already crosses into Benashmashas. And then at the end of the Mishnah it says that during Benashmashas, you are able to be Ma'arvin. Okay, and that is later, that is during Bein HaShemashah. So, Hagu Fakasha Amr Shloshet Dvaram Tzarech Adam Lama Vizech Beisai Erev Shabbos Im Chashecha You have to say it Im Chashecha as it is <coughs> getting dark Im Chashecha in then you can say it if it's as it's getting dark meaning it's before Bein HaShemashah Safek Chashecha Safek Eina Chashecha but once it reaches into the Safek Chashecha Safek Eina Chashecha which is the latter part of the Mishnah once it go, crosses into Bein Hashmashas, then you can't make an Erev. Loi, v'hadar tani, safik hashecha, safik hashecha, ma'arev. Then you can't make an Erev. So how do we understand this? Can you make an Erev at Bein Hashmashas or not? Simen begufe in itself, uh, zimra is pruning, tzifra is a bird, b'chavla is a rope to milsa, the milsa is a wool. Um, so Amarav Abba, Amarav Chia Baravashi, to answer this question, Amarav, loi kasha, kam be'ruve t'chumen, the, for a ruve tchumen, that has to be done before it gets to Ben Hashmashos. Kan be ruve chatzeirais, and a ruve chatzeirais is only a chumra. Okay, that is not. It's not. It's a din derabanan, but it's only a chumra derabanan. A ruve tchumen is, according to some, um, it, it depends. It's either a very chumra derabanan. There are some sheets I think that hold that a ruve tchumen is a daraisa, but um, either way, it's definitely on a different level. Than the Erev of a Rubichatzeres. Okay, and therefore, um, what we say is it depends. So if you didn't, for a Rubichatzeres, which is more Chamer, that you have to do while it's still day. But a Rubichatzeres, you can even do, if you forgot, you can do it during Bein Hashmashas. Okay, to be able to carry from one Chatzer to another Chatzer. Rama Rava, if two people said to a Shliach, Go ahead and set up an Erev for us. It's Erev Tchumen. So for one person, he set up the Erev while it was still day. And for the second person, the Shliach set it up during Ben Hashmashas. For the, for the Erev that was set up during the day, let's say what happened. That a dog or a person came and stole his Erev. They ate his Erev. So now what happened here? He had an Erev before Ben Hashmashas. And then, sometime during Bein Hashmashos, someone ate it. And somebody who, um, they, uh, Erev was only set up originally at Bein Hashmashos, and it was eaten at uh, Shabbos time. So, right, what we're saying is we both, in here, we both have a Suffolk Erev, right? The first guy we know his Erev was put there at, 
on at the right time. And the Erev has to be there at the beginning of Shabbos, right? That's the din when it comes to Erev Aruvei Tchumen, we spoke about before. It has to be there at the beginning of Shabbos. So if it was put there during the day and it got eaten at night, then of course it's fine, right? He, then it, it, it was, the, the Erev was there, um, the Erev was there when it crossed into Shabbos. And therefore, um, he can definitely, uh, he was kind of Shvisa there, and he can definitely um, go until there. He can walk until there. Now the question here is, what we're saying is, what happens if either his Erev was only put mitchilasai ben Hashmashos, or his Erev was put during the day, but it was eaten during ben Hashmashos. So now we're, we enter into Suffolk territory. Did he have a good Erev at the beginning of Shabbos or not? So the, the Gemara says, Shneim kana Erev manav shach. That both of them are going to be kind of the Erev, because because if Benashmashus is actually day, so then Basra Likni, the second guy was Kaina it, because his Erev was there at Benashmashus into nighttime. Kama Likni, the first guy didn't, because his Erev was only there from day until until Benashmashus, a guy had eaten during Benashmashus. Benashmashus and if Benashmashus is actually night, so then, Kama Likni, the first guy was kind of was kind of shvisa because his erev was there from day entering into Benishmashus. Basra Likni, the second guy was not kind of shvisa because his erev was only put during Benishmashus. So the Gemara says Benishmashus Safeku v'Safek v'Sveka Drabanan Likula. The whole Benishmashus is only a matziv the matziv of of, of Safek, and <clears throat> like we said. That tchumen, we're going to go. We're, we're going with. We're understanding that tchumen are derabanan, and therefore, even though one may not lay an erev erev tchumen during benashmashus, if lamaisa this happens where it was put out, either we're not sure if he got it there in time. <coughs> if we're not sure if he got it there in time, or we know he got it there in time, but it could have been eaten during benashmashus, we will go lakula and say that he he's allowed to uh, travel until there on Shabbos. I'm sorry. So we said here that you can only then you can you can do hatmana. Hatmana means that you cover the keli. Now there's two types of hatmana. There's hatmana covering it with um, you know Rashi says like cotton balls or something like that. It's it's um, um, which basically just it just serves as a way to insulate, okay, um, and it's not Moshev Hevel, meaning it doesn't. It's not something it will um, it'll at best maintain the heat that's in the pot, okay. And then there's a concept of Moshev Hevel, which is certain things that let's say like gefes or like um, <clears throat> like olive uh, olive peels. If you if you use those to light to produce fu- fuel. Those still continue um, adding heat on Shabbos. That's considered Moisef Hevel. So now Rav just was talking about in regards to this Hatmana. So why can't you, let's say, take your soup pot off of off of the you know out of the oven or off of the stove uh, right before Shabbos, and then on Shabbos you wrap it with a towel? Why can't you do that? It's Eina Moisef Hevel. Yarsiach. The concern is that maybe you it, it will um, you might come to reheat it up. Meaning you you obviously you the reason that you wrapped it in towels was because you wanted it to be hot. You wanted to have hot soup. And now let's say it doesn't keep the heat and it cools off. So the concern is is that if you wrap it originally on Shabbos and it's cool, 
that you might, you, you know, you, you get to, um, sorry, you wrap it originally on Shabbos and it has cooled off, you might come to heat it. So, so why is it only a problem that, that, why is this only a problem if you did Hatmana on Shabbos itself? If you did the Hatmana Bein Hashmashas, it should also be a problem, right? You get to the same thing. Your, your, soup, your pot of soup might cool off and then you might not, um, you know, you might, you might come and relight the fire and that's the concern. So, so we say that most pots, meaning a bein hashmashas, you're taking, you're just taking it right off the stove. So it's still going to be boiling, and therefore, if it's boiling, we're not concerned that it will actually cool off. And therefore, what we're saying is, when you take it immediately off the fire, will allow you to wrap it immediately. Right when you take it off the fire, will will allow you to wrap it immediately in towels. And when is what are people generally taking? the stuff off the fire, they're generally taking it off the fire at Benashmashas. They let it cook. It cooked. Okay, now it comes, it's time for Shabbos. So Shabbos comes, they light the candle, they take the pot off the fire and wrap it in towels so will allow you to do that Benashmashas. But once it's already Shabbos, then we say, um, it's, you've waited too long, the pot is no longer boiling hot and then we're concerned that it will actually cool off. But as long as it's boiling hot, then we know that you, since you went from boiling hot to wrapping it right away, it will probably maintain the heat and therefore we're not concerned. Bummer Rabba. Why did they say? Now we're discussing going a little bit in Tatmana. We're going to get it's mostly. I mean, Parakira, which will start on on Shabbos and Hashem. That will basically get into all the specifics of this. But why did they say? Why did they say that you cannot do Hatmana? Right, you can't cover, insulate with something that is Meisif Hevel. So we explained like the olive uh, olive peels or things that are uh, burn very very hot, and that you can't do even while it's still day. So you can't go ahead and I mean the traditional example is like an oven. So if you, on the bottom in those ovens in, in, in the ovens they had in those days a kira. So <clears throat> what would happen is the bottom of the oven had the heat source, and then you would put the pot in kind of like the top, and it would it, the pot would sit in the airspace of the oven. So the, at the bottom of the oven, you had whatever the heat source was. So depending on what heat source you used, if it's something hamaisif hevel, like uh, olive olive peels, so then um, we we don't allow you to use that oven. We don't allow you to do a hatmana, let's say, or or keep the pot um, in in <clears throat> in the oven on on Shabbos. Gezeira, what's the concern? Shema yatbin beramatz that you might go ahead and do hatmana, right? You might cover it with, insulate it, I would say, with a, uh, a, a coal. Sheish, a with a burning, uh, a coal that has an ember, actually, right? So it's a burning coal. And what's the problem? So what? Who cares if inside of your insulation, you stick a burning coal, it's going to keep it hot. So the Gemara says, Since you have a heat source, buried in with, since you have a heat source insulated in with the insulation of your pot, so now you have a way, you have something that could activate, you have a way to turn that in, to make it hotter. And once you have a way to make it hotter, our concern is, Shema Yechate, you might come and move it, poke it, right? So if you have a bunch, of, if, if let's say you took a, a, a towel or something that's in, insulated material, and you wrapped up a pot, and on top of the pot, or on bottom of the pot, Oh, in along with the insulation, you put in these coals. So now, let's say your soup's, the soup's not hot enough. The concern is you might 
you might go ahead and uh, soak the flames to make it hotter so it'll heat up your soup and that's going to be a problem of lighting like lighting a fire on Shabbos. So Lama Daladam with Beis Tanur Abanon. So now we're going to discuss what is the, the halachic status of Beis Hashmashas. Suffolk min hayyim umin alayla it's a suffix whether Bein Hashmashas is day or night. Suffolk kula min hayyim suffolk kula min alayla it's a suffix whether it is all it is all um, day or all night. Okay, so we'll have to understand what this means. So therefore, we give Bein Hashmashos the Chumrah of both days. Be'izo Bein Hashmashos. And what is considered Bein Hashmashos? What, what is the time period of Bein Hashmashos? Misha from when the sun sets, Kolzman Shepine Mizrach Ma'adinim. As long as the east is still glowing, as long as there's, there's still a reddish glow in the east. If beneath the horizon, it already starts to look dark. But on the top part of the horizon, you can see that it's, it's still red. Then it's Bein Hashmashos. Okay, and we're going to have to understand that because we just said Bein Hashmashos is Kozman Shepinei Mizrach Ma'adimen, and now we're saying Bein Hashmashos is Hechsef HaTachtoim Belei Hechsef HaElyon. So we'll have to understand that. The Bryce will be explained in a moment. Hechsef HaElyon Behishva LaTachtoim if both beneath the horizon and on top of the horizon are going to be dark, zehu laila, then that is night. Diver Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nechemia Aymar, Rabbi Nechemia says. In other words, it doesn't say it has to be completely black. It says that if the sun has set right and it's dark both beneath and on top of the horizon, um, that is considered night. Diver Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nechemia Aymar, kidei sheyahalech adam that it's it's not dependent on how it's viewed, what color the sky is, that it's, depends on how long, it's how much time. That a person goes, Chatzimil. Chatzimil is about nine minutes. And that is considered Bein Hashmashos. That he says, no, Bein Hashmashos is not an extended period. It's the amount of time it takes to, uh, like, to blink your eyes. That it's, it's very quick. That night comes in and day leaves, and it happens pretty much instantaneously. A person, it's it's impossible to know exactly when it is. Okay, Amar Mar. So now we're going to try to understand this brisa. <clears throat> we're going to give Bein Hashmashos the chumra of two days. What is Alacha? In regards to Tomas Zav. So like we explained before that a Zav, if he sees the first time, right, then he is a Tful Yayim. Okay, that's a Zav Balri, Achas, he has to be Toivel, and then at night, he's fine, um, it's over, he could eat, uh, if he sees during the day, or, or let's say if he sees at night, so then the following morning, he would go to the Mikvah, and then the following evening, he would be Tahar. If a person, if, if a Zav sees twice, two Riyas, a woman, it depends on days, but a man, it depends on t- Riyas, it's times. So if a man sees twice, then he would he would ha- he would be matama seven days. And if a man sees three, right, three reiyos, then he has to bring a karba. So what we're saying is the halacha here. What my halacha? So what is a chaymer shnei yamim? I'm Rav Huna Brei Rav Shulin Yin Tama Kedetanan. Ra'ashnei yamim bein ashmashes. Let's say he sees Sunday night and Monday night, both times bein ashmashes. So Sunday bein ashmashes going into Monday, and Monday bein ashmashes going into Tuesday. 
then what we'll say is suffix l'tuma ula carbon that he becomes a suffix for carbon, even though you need to see, um, you know, let's say you need to see three times, you need to see three times in order to normally bring a carbon, or well, three, let's just say three days. You need to see three days to bring a carbon. You have to see it on three days. So you normally you'd have to see a zava, let's say Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, three days. If you saw one day, you would only be tame. Um, you know, tuma uh, If you saw it on two day, two days, Sunday and Monday, then you would be tame that you have to tuma uh, shiva. You have to count uh, seven seven clean days. And if you saw Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then you would have to bring a carbon. So let's set it up that way. So now let's say you saw Sunday night benashmashas and Monday night benashmashas. So even though you only saw at two time periods, the chumra benashmashas is that will say your suffix for carbon also. Suffix for carbon, which requires three days, since it's suffix Sunday, Monday, and suffix Monday, Tuesday, so you have a suffix on all three days. So even though you only saw two re'iyas, we'll consider it as if me suffix, like you saw three days, and you would have to bring a carbon. And if you only saw one, let's say you just saw Sunday night, you know, at Bein Hashemashos, so even though normally we would say that in order to be Tumah Shiva, seven days to sit the full Tumah, you'd have to see two days. So here what we're saying is that because you saw it Sunday Bein Hashemashos, we'll consider it like you saw Sunday and Monday, um, me, Suffolk. Is, is the Suffolk because we think that maybe the Rio covered both days? No, it's because we don't know which day it is. But it could only be one. Correct, and that is the chumrah of it. That we see Bein Hashemashos, you, you, you were giving you the status of both days. Okay, that I mean that that's why that's why it says chumrah. It's a chumrah. Well, I, I understand that, but I don't understand what I understand the chumrah. If let's say it was the third day and it was Bein Hashemashos, right? Then I could understand the chumrah. I'll say maybe it was the third day and not the fourth day, so it was three days in a row. And not and not and not two days skip a day plus a third day, but if it was only once, right? How could I say I have the chumrah of both days if I only had a re on one day? I just don't know which day it is. Yeah, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but I mean, like if if you go through, it's a long Rashi over here. If you go through the Rashi, I mean, that's pretty. That's what he says. Okay. Don't work over you, okay. Huh? Homework over yet. Yeah. Um, Okay. Oh, I see, because it's Rias or, or days. It's Rias or days. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Hagufa Kasha. So now we're going back into the Brysa, and what we're saying is, I don't understand. Um, there were two times at the beginning of the Brysa, like we said, that it says uh, the Tanakama. Hagufa Kasha. That when the sun sets, Kolzman Shepine Mizrach Ma'adimin. So we said that Ben Hashemashos is when the sun sets, as long as the, e- the complete east side is red, has a reddish glow. Ha, so then the Mashmos would be that when is Ben Hashemashos? When the, 
kol pene mizrach ma'adimin is ben hashmashos. Ha'hechsef atachtoim ve'lo'hechsef ha'elyon. That if it's 50-50, right? In other words, if beneath the horizon is dark and above the horizon is a reddish glow, that would sound like something less than, uh, that would sound like something less than ben hashmashos, meaning lila. That mashmashos, that would be night. V'hadar tana, and then it says, hechsef atachtoim ve'lo'hechsef ha'elyon ben hashmashos. That's also ben hashmashos. So that sounds, that sounds like a stira. Right, we're saying two times are ben hashmashas. So Amar Rabba, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Karach Vatani. Right, wrap it around and learn it. Right, now let's wrap it all together and learn it. Ezo ben hashmashas, put them together. Mishatishka Achama calls man shepnei bezrach ma'adimin vehichsef hatachtain v'loy hichsef elyon nami ben hashmashas. That would also be considered ben hashmashas. So it's the first two zmanim hichsef elyon vehishvul atachtain laila. That's Rabba Shita. Rabba, Rabba holds that. Um, that R- Rabba holds that um, that Bein Hashmashas goes when you talk about within the um, you know how, how it appears it's not, it's when as soon as the sun um, starts to produce a reddish glow right so meaning towards the end as it starts to peak it's a reddish glow so even when it's it's uh, so it's the earlier man right it's Pnei Mizrach Ma'adimin Bein Hashmashas extends all the way through the time of Hechsef HaTachtain, V'loi Hechsef HaElyain, that would also be considered Bein Hashmashas. Rabbi Yosef Amar, he says, no, Rabbi Yosef Amar, Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Hachikatani, he learns it the following, he's going to learn the Bryce the following way. Misha Tishka HaChama, when the sun starts setting, Kol Zman Shepnei Mizrach Ma'adimin Yoyim, when the sun starts setting, as long as the Pnei Mizrach is red, that is going to be considered day. That is not Bein Hashmashas. So when you see the reddish glow, as long as there's no part of the horizon is dark, then it's still going to be considered complete day. And then it's Bein Hashmashas. Then it would be considered night. So what we're basically saying is the the Brisa discusses three time periods. It has the um, it has Kolzman Shepnei Mizrach Ma'adimin. That's time period number one. Then there's a time period of Hirsef Atachtoin, but there's still on the Elyon above the horizon. There's still a reddish glow. And then the third time frame is when they're both Hirsef. So then everybody says when they're both Hirsef is night. Now the question is, when is Bein Hashmashas? Rabbah holds that Bein Hashmashas starts at the beginning of the first man, and it goes through the end of the second man. Rav Yosef says that Bein Hashmashas doesn't start until the beginning of the second man, and the Brashas is coming to tell you what is still day. That even though it looks like the sun has started to set, that is still considered day. Ba'azdala Tamayu, and Rabbah and Rav Yosef go according to their shita, meaning that we said that Rabbah holds that Bein Hashmashas is a longer period of time then Rav Yosef, because he says Rabbah holds that Bein Hashmasha starts as soon as Kolpani Mizrach Ma'adimin. So Ba'azul Tamayu Te Itmar, we have, we learn in the Brisa Shir Bein Hashmasha's Bekama. How long is Bein Hashmasha's? Amar Rabbah, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Shloisha Chelke Mil. It's three uh, periods of a mill. Okay, three Chalakim, uh, right? So now my Gimel Chelke Mil. What does it mean? Three portions of a mill. Ilema. Tulsa Palgimila, if you want to say it's three half mil, so name a mil umechta. It should be one and a half mil. Elatlasa Tilsimila, let's say it's three thirds of a mil, so name a mil. So he should just say Banish Mushas is a mil. Time it takes to walk a mil. Elatlasa Revia Mila. So you have to say that when we're saying three chalakim, it means three quarters of a mil. 
So Rabbah holds the Shir Ben Ashmash is three quarters of a mil. Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Shnei Chelke Mil. He holds it's two Chalakim of a mil. My Shnei Chelke Mil. Ile Matrei Palgemil. If you want to say it's two halves, Sulema Mil. Let's just say it is the amount of time it takes to walk a mil. The E, the Ella, Trei Revi'im Mil. It's two quarters of a mil, right? Just like we said in Rabbah, it's three quarters of a mil, so it would be two, two, two quarters of a mil. Uh, that doesn't make any sense, because if so, lema chati mil, two quarters is a half. Ella, tre tilse mil. Rav Yosef holds that, how long is bein hashmashas? It's two thirds of a mil. My beinayu. How much time is the difference between um, Rabbah and Rav Yosef? That is, palga dedanka is one twelfth. Right? If, if, you, if you do the division, right, you do three quarters uh, minus two thirds, Okay, and then you, if you remember how to do that from uh, fourth grade, you'll see that it's one twelfth is the difference. So what we're so what we're saying what we're saying is that Rabbah holds the Shir Ben Ashmashus is one twelfth longer than Rav Yosef, and that is coming off of their way of understanding the Brisa that Rabbah holds that Ben Ashmashus starts earlier. That's Kolzban Shepnei Mizrach Ma'adimin, and that is why they're going Lishitasai. That even though we just we said that the way Rabbah explains this price, Rabbah and Yosef explain this price, Rabbah has a longer shear and Yosef has a shorter shear, and so too when you break it down into times, it's three quarters of a mil versus two thirds of a mil. Vichilufa that their shitas are switched when it comes to the case of a basket, okay? Meaning that there Rav Yosef is going to have the bigger shear and Rabbah is going to have the smaller shear. Damar Rabbah, chilsa a basket. Bash tre kure, that is two core, okay, that can hold two core. Shari le you can carry it around on Shabbos, meaning what we're saying is it's considered a keli. So the question here is how big does a keli have to be before it's mevatal shame kli? So if it's two core, which is just so you understand, core is 58 gallons. So we're talking about a kli that could hold, tre kure is, uh, you know, hundred and almost 120 gallons. It's quite, quite, quite large. Ubas tilsa kuri, also However, he holds if it's three core, then it's too big. Okay, and if you have an iser muktza, it's not meant to be carried on Shabbos. It's not a kli. Rav Yosef Amar, bas talsa nami kuri nami shari. He holds that a three you could even carry a three core keli. So we see bas arba kuri aser. Four core keli is going to be usher. So we see that here, even though we, we had two examples of where Rabbah's shear was larger than Rav Yosef, here Rav Yosef's shear is in fact large. Is the, amount, the, the volume is uh, in fact larger than Rabbah. Amar Abaya. Now just on this chalsa, we'll go. Amar Abaya. Amar Abaya. Vafilu kuri I asked Rabbah, right? You just said that Rabbah Shear, he holds that it's considered a Kli until it's two core. Um, two, he holds that two core is a Kli. So I asked Rabbah Bishas Maisa when, I, when it came up. I had a huge Kli. He did not allow me to carry a Kli that was two core. So what do you, so, so why? Why is that? Keman Kihai Tana, like the following Tana did Tanan. It says, Kaveres Hakash, a basket of. Uh, made out of straw. The kaveras hakanim, a basket um, of made out of reeds. Ubar svina alexandris, and a pit 
that was uh, that it was it was a water um, uh, you know for a boat. Alexandrus was from Alexandria, so basically they had these big boats, um, these huge ships, and they would have a big drinking uh, water tanks. So since in the water in the ocean the water was um, you know had a lot of saline, it was salty, they couldn't drink it, so they would have these big water tanks, and those were called Svin Alexandrus. So Bar Svin Alexandrus were these big water tanks they used to have on ships. Okay. So it's theoretically portable if you have something strong enough, you know, if, you, if you're strong enough to carry it. So, even though they have flat bottoms, they hold 40 sa of liquid. That is 60 sa, a, a kur is 30 sa, so it's 60 sa dry. Tahirim, they will be tahar, right? So, even though it has kurayim, it's going to be Tahar. And that is like, that's where Rabba was coming off of that he said um, that, um, uh, that's why he, when, he's, when, he, when he said even uh, a Tukor is not considered a Kli, like we see here, that if it's Kurayim Biyavish, it's Tahar, it can't be Makabal Tumah because it's not a Kli. All right, and um, it has to, right, because the din is that in order for a Kli to become Tame, it has to be like Dumya to Kli Sak. It has to be Metaltal. You have to be able to carry it malivarekam. And when you have something that is too too core big, that can't be carried. Um, they can't be carried. The kli itself can't be machzik. Even if you can get really strong people, the kli itself can't actually um, hold it. If you pick it up, it will uh, break from the liquid or whatever that's inside of it. And that's where that's why he was coming. Um, that's why when Rabba was asked, he said. Um, that the, even two core is going to be a problem. The, it, it will be tahar. It won't have a shame kli. Amar Abaya, Shmami na. Now, this is just a separate din when it comes to measurements. Shmami na. I see from the fact that we said it's memsa belach. That's 40 sa, right? A kli, whatever size kli is, that could hold 40 sa of liquid volume, could hold 60 sa of dry measurement. Amar Abaya, Shmami na. Haigudja tilsahava. So we see that what's the difference between uh, a kli holding liquid and solids? That when you pour liquids into it, as soon as it hits the top, uh, anything it won't hold anymore. It spills over. But dry, you can heap. So shmami no. We see that haigudsha tilsahava that the amount that a kli can heap, the heapage of the kli that can go over the top of the rim is one third because we see that the kli that held forty sa of liquid could hold sixty sa of dry stuff. So now, just uh, to unbeina shmashas, Abaya chazio l'rava, Abaya saw rava dikodai l'marav. He was looking to the west to see if there was still light. So Amar he said, v'hatanya kol zman she'pinei mizrach ma'adimin. He said, why are you looking to the west, right? The sun sets in the west, but the zman to know if it is still, um, if it is still day, or if it's still Benashmashus, is Shepine Mizrach Ma'adimin. That if the Pine Mizrach is red, then um, it still has a, it, it has a din of Benashmashus. Amarle, he Sarava said back to my, what are you talking about? Misavras Pine Mizrach Mamish. We don't it doesn't mean that the east has to be lit. It means Loi Panam Ha'adimin as a Mizrach, that it's the uh, it's what's facing the east that gets lit up, which is the west side, right? As it sets to the west. 
So you would look to Rava in this lashon. Rava said no, even though it has to. The what's considered the the amount of ben hashmashos is as long as the east is lit up. We look at we would look to the west and see how does the sun look. Um, in regards to the horizon, if I see the reddish glow above the horizon, then I'm, I do it by looking to the west, then I know that the east side is going to be partially lit. That's the first Lashon. Ikeda'amri the other way. Rava chazil Abaya, Rava saw Abaya, Davi lemizrach. Abaya was looking at the east. He was looking at the east because it said, Kol zman mizrach ma'adimen. So he was looking east to see, is there still light on the east? Now the sun was setting on the west, he wanted to see, was there still light on the east? Amrle. So Rava said to him, um, uh, 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 so Rabbi said, like Rabbi wanted to say that you don't look at the east to see if the east is lit. You look, um, that you look to you look to the uh, you look to the west, right? And you see you you follow the ray of light. That's what he's saying. And the simon is like a window. And like Rashi explains it, just like a window. When when light comes through a window, if you want to know where the light is. Okay, you follow the ray across. And therefore, um, Rava said, um, He said that you look towards the, you, you follow the ray of light from the west. And like, for instance, if when you're looking at how a light comes through a window, so you'll see that you don't necessarily look, he says, don't look, um, to the west, look to the east because you have to see how that ray follows. So follow the glow of the light, follow it east. Again, if, if the sun is coming from one direction, you wouldn't look in the direction of the sun to understand where the sun is positioned. You would look at the wall that, the, that, that is opposite the window that the light comes through. And then you'd be able to follow the ray of sun. And that was what Rava was telling Abaya in the second lesson. Rav Nechemya Amar, Rav Nechemia says, how long is Bein Hashmashas? We said, That it's, uh, the amount of time it takes to go a half a mil, which we said was about nine minutes. Now, Amar Rav Chanina. Rav Chanina says, If you want to know what the shear of Rav Nechemia is, not in time, you want to be able to measure it, not by, you know, you don't have a watch. If... You, you see the sun, when you see the sun that is at the top of the Mount Carmel, V'yarad, you descend the mountain, V'yit Bolbiyam, and you dip in the ocean, V'yala, and you come back up from the ocean, V'zehu shir that is the shir of Reb okay, that's another way to understand the shir of Nechemia, not it, it, by looking at minutes. So it's the amount of time it takes to go down the mountain, dip, B'tayvah, and come back up the mountain. Amr Avchiyah. Haraitza Lirais, once we mentioned Har Carmel, Haraitza Lirais, Be'erash Miriam, Yala Lirais Har Carmel. If you want to see the Be'er of Miriam, go to the top of Har Carmel, V'yitzapeh, and, and gaze. V'yira in Kivra Bayam, you will see like a sieve that sits in the middle of the ocean. V'zui Be'erash Miriam. And this is the Be'er of Miriam. Amar Rav, and Rav says off of this Memra, then Mayan Amitaltel, a well, a, a, a spring, a spring that is portable, Tahar, right? Because we're talking about the Barish Miriam. Barish Miriam was a natural spring and it used to move with B'nai Yisrael. So we see that Mayan Amitaltel is Tahar. It's his din of, of, of being portable, but yet, even though it moves around, it still is, is a Mayan. It comes from 
the ground. So, Vizui Barisha Miriam, and this is the bear of Miriam. Like Rashi explains, there is no other example of a portable natural spring. It was, this was a nace that happened for Miriam, and Rav is donning the halacha of what the Barisha Miriam was, but it's not a practical halacha because obviously it, it only happened on a nace. You can't have a portable. Um, you can't have a portable natural spring. The water source comes from the ground, so it is uh, very much geographic, spe- geography specific, and therefore this halacha has no uh, bearing. This this din of Rav has no bearing in a, in practical halacha. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Bein Hashmashas to Rabbi Yehuda. So we mentioned three three types of Bein Hashmashas, right? We had Bein Hashmashas that was. We had Bein Hashmashas that was Kedeshia Halech Adam Mishatishka Hamachatzi Mil. Rabbi Yehuda said Hechsefa Elyon Vehish. Right, so Rabbi Yehuda was the beginning of the bride. So we had the whole the difference manim based on the red red the redness of the sun. Right, so based on whether you understand it like Rabbi or Rabbi Yosef, it's either when the Pnei Mizrach started becoming red, okay, and that would go um, or or Rabbi once it started Hechsef. Where the top was still red. Either way, what you understand that that it was it was following the colors in the sky until Hichsef, both of them. Then when it's Hichsef, Elyon, and Tachton, when both the top and the bottom of the horizon are dark, that is considered night. That was Rabbi Hudashita. Rabbi Nechemia, like we said, was Chatsi um, Mil, and and Rabbi Yesi. These are the three shitas in three shitas in um, in in Ben Hashmashas. Rabbi Yesi said. Keheref ayin. So I'm Rabbi Yudam Rishmol. Bein Hashmashas to Rabbi Yehuda, Kohanim Tevlim Boy. That during the Bein Hashmashas to Rabbi Yehuda, the Kohanim can be Tevel. Okay, so fact that the Gemara, meaning we know that the Kohanim, in order to eat Truma, like if you remember from the beginning of the first, um, the first Daphne Brachas, in order to eat Truma, they would have to go to the Mikvah during the day, and then they would have to wait until Tzesach Kohanim, until night, <coughs> to eat their Truma. So Bein Hashmashas Rabbi Yehuda Kohanim Tevelim by the Kohanim can be Tevel during the Bein Hashmashas Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara wants to know Laman Elim Rabbi Yehuda Sveikahu. It's a suffix. What are you talking about? If the Kohanim have to be Tevel during the day and they have to wait until night, Rabbi, then according to Rabbi Yehuda, his man of Bein Hashmashas is a suffix. And if it's a suffix, then the, when they if they if they were if the Kohanim were to be Tevel during that time, it wouldn't be considered day. They'd have to wait till the next. Night in order to eat it because it's a suffix whether that tefillah happened during the day or not. Ella ben Ashmashas Reb Yehuda the Reb Yosi. What we're saying is according to Reb Yosi Shita, the Kohanim are allowed to go to the mikvah during the the ben Ashmashas of Reb Yehuda, and that is considered tevil, being tevil at day. So the Gemara says right El ben Ashmashas Reb Yehuda Reb Yosi Kohanim tevilim by they can be tevil. So the Gemara says Pshita, of course. Rabbi Yaisi held Ben Hashmashus was Keharafayin. That would be after the Zman Suffolk of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda had this whole time period from Pnei Mizrach Ma'adimin right all the way through until it's night. Rabbi Yaisi held that Ben Hashmashus was Keharafayin. It's, it's a split second. So of course, according to Rabbi Yaisi, if the Kayin was Toivol during the Ben Hashmashus of Rabbi Yehuda, that is considered day. He holds Ben Hashmashus was Keharafayin. Any, any bit before that split second is day and any bit after that split second is night. So Ma'u the Tame of the Gemara says like this: I might have thought Bein Hashmashas to Rabbi Yosi, Meishach Shayech, but to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yosi's Bein Hashmashas encroaches on Rabbi Yehuda's, meaning that Rabbi Yosi comes at the very end of Rabbi Yehuda's Bein Hashmashas, 
right? And and it completes Rabbi Yehuda's Bein Hashmashas, Kamash Malon, that no. We see here, there are three, it's a distinct man. Kamash Malon, Deshalom, Bein Hashmashas, Rabbi Yehuda, that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda have no overlap. That what happens is Rabbi Yehuda's Bein Hashmashas finishes, the Hadar Maschal Bein Hashmashas, Rabbi Yehuda, and then Rabbi Yehuda starts, and that's why, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you would be able, the, co- the coin would be able to table any time during the Bein Hashmashas of Yehuda, and that would be considered technical day, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Um, and that would be considered like he did a tefillah during the day, and all he has to wait for is Seis Achachavim in order to eat Truma. Amar Rabbi Barchanan, Rabbi Yechanan, Halachak Rabbi Yehuda le'inyan Shabbos. Halachas like Rabbi Yehuda le'inyan Shabbos. That, as soon as, again, that depends on whether you hold like Rabbi or Rabbi Yosef. That's why these things are Shkia is one of the most complicated as far as what time it is. Um, so, right, Amar Rabbi Barchanan, Rabbi Yechanan, Halachak Rabbi Yehuda le'inyan Shabbos, Halachak Rabbi Yosef le'inyan Truma. That like, but when it comes to Shabbos, based on how you how you hold Rabbah or Rav Yosef, as soon as um, you know, it's based on the horizon, how the horizon appears, and what the reddish glow is. So it's in a much earlier time. And Halachas like Rav Yosef linyan truma. So Bishlam Halachas like Rav Yehuda linyan Shabbos lechumra that will start Shabbos earlier, right? That as soon as we say Pinei Mizrach Ma'adimin, at least according to Rabbah, it's going to start. We will have to start keeping Shabbos. That's the What does it mean, If you want to talk about Tvila, that that is when you can still be Tevil. So the Gemara says, Sveikahi, like we said in Rabbi Yehuda. What are you talking about? That's a suffix. Ella la'achilas truma. What does that mean? That the loy achli kanem betruma ad deshalom bein hashmashas drevyesi. That what we're saying is, that even Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold, you have to wait a little bit longer than the end of Bein Hashmashas. We paskin, I'm sorry, when we paskin, we say that the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, Le'inyan Shabbos, that's the, the earliest possible zman. And Rabbi Yehuda, Le'inyan Truma, is Rabbi Yehuda is the latest possible zman. This is coming off of the last memory where we said that Rabbi Yehuda's Bein Hashmashas is not part, uh, Rabbi Yehuda's Bein Hashmashas is not part of Rabbi Yehuda, but rather it comes after Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore, what we're saying is, the, the way we paskin is, that for Shabbos, we'll say that it's, it's, a, it's questionable, it's a suffix, Laila, once Rabbi Yehuda's Bein Hashmashas starts, and for the Kula of being able to come to eat Truma, we'll have to wait, they'll have to wait all the way until after the Bein Hashmashas of Rabbi Yehuda. Now again, we're talking about split seconds here, right? Because Rabbi Yehuda is the whole, Rabbi Yehuda is Karifayin. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Just to finish off here, Kaychav Echad Yom. If you see one star, it's day, still day. Shnayim. If you see two stars, then it's Bein Hashmashos. Shloisha. If you see three stars, it's night. Amar Yesi Lo Kacham Gedolim Anirim Biyim. These are not the super large stars that can even be seen, super bright ones that can be seen during the day. Lo Kacham Gatanim. These are not the small ones. Sheinir El Belayla that can only be seen at night. Ella Beinonim. These are middle-sized stars. Amar Rabbi Yesi. Barzvida, Ha'isa Malacha, Bishnei, Bishnei, Ben If your person does Malacha on two Ben then you're going to be Chayiv Achatas. Now, what does this mean? Rashi says that if you did one Malacha throughout both Ben so the entire Ben otherwise this wouldn't be true. That if, so if you do one Malacha, if you do a Malacha, Behelamachas, so you're only Chayiv one Chatas. Even though you did it on two different days, Miman of Shach, you're only going to be high of one Chatas. Okay? Because a Man of Shach, 
you, whatever the din, the halachic status of Bein HaShemashos is, if you did the Avera throughout the entire time of Bein HaShemashos, both Bein HaShemashos, then it, it's an exact carbon copy, and at least one would definitely be Chol, and one would definitely be Kaidish, and therefore you'd only bring one, um, one Chatas. Now, what we're saying is, if you, let's say, if let's say you did it at different, let's say you did two Maisim at different times during these Bein HaShemashos, so let's say Friday night and Matzei Shabbos. So let's say the Friday night one, you did it uh, at the end of Bein HaShemashos, and Matzei Shabbos one, you did the Avera um, at the beginning of the Bein HaShemashos, then you would still have to bring two. Like we spoke on in Rashi, it's only if you did it throughout the, the same Malacha throughout the entire Bein HaShemashos. Amar Lashame, Atun said to Hashemash, you, Kim you don't hold the Shiyur of the Rabbanon, so if you want to know another symbol for when Bein HaShemashos is, HaDashimsha Arej Dikle, when the sun is at the top of the trees, Aslu Shraga, you can still light the candle. That's when you should light the candle. Once it dips, the sun dips below the treetops, you can no longer light the candle. So how are they going to know on a cloudy day where they can't see where the sun is relative to the trees? So the says, Chazi Tarnagayla, you see where the roosters, so the roosters, they'll continue clucking. Um, they'll continue clucking while it's still day. They, they sit on the post. Bidabra, and in the fields, that's in the city. Bimasa in the city, you'll see the roosters, they're uh, perched on, a, on the top of the posts while it's still day. And as soon as the day ends, they fly away. Bidabra, Irvi, same thing in the fields with the ravens. This, the birds would hang out um, but they would fly away as soon as it turns into night. Inami, there you go. Inami adaani, or there's a certain type of flower. Rashi says that would follow the path of the sun even when it's cloudy, and in the morning it the flower would turn to the east, and in the evening it would turn to the west. So you could you're able to tell it, it parallels the path of the sun, and that would be a way to um, that would be a way to know when the sun had set. Um, even if it's a cloudy day, if you don't hold it, the shiurim of the Rabbanon. And we'll pick up from here on Matzah Shabbos, Amir Tzashem.